Welcome to the Affiliate Mastery Podcast, a show about making money online and mastering the affiliate game. Your host, Frank Chen. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Affiliate Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Frank Jen, and today we're really be talking about why it's very important for you to start going narrow before going wide when creating real estate information products and services. So if you're new to our show today, we pretty much cover all topics regarding affiliate marketing. If you're looking to create affiliate programs or looking to create products that attract affiliates, you're in the right place. Now, really what I want to talk about today, and really one of the biggest mistakes that I see information marketers is that they try to do everything, right? They're most of the time, the real estate investors doing a lot of deals and they're like, what's the natural progression? What is next? And that's usually creating or teaching others how to do what they've already been successful at. But the problem is, is that they have all of this noise out there telling them that they got to create a product, a course, they have to create a coaching program, create a Facebook group. They also have to do high-level, high-ticket offers and bring on a team and sales. And they get so overwhelmed and so excited that they try to implement all of these things while creating a product. And that's why you probably hear a lot of horror stories of information marketers that create subpar products or it takes them 6 to 12 months just to create a single course. And that's really because of just all the distractions that they're buried under. And the really way to simplify all that is to go narrow. And we're about to dive into it. I've broken this down into a five-step process that I'm going to walk you guys through. And hopefully, it'll help simplify maybe a lot of the problems you've been running into. Or if you're new and about to jump into this space, hopefully, it can help you navigate around so you can make, one, less mistakes and enjoy this process. Now, I want to give everybody a quick update. I know it's been a few weeks since we released our last episode, and the reason behind that is that my team has changed. Now, some of you have known who have been with us for a while now that we used to have a girl who worked here. Her name was Alex. She has since moved on from the company to pursue her passions and her dreams, and that's really great for us. And that was just in November where that ended, and then we had another staff member who also left back in October to pursue her her vision in the, uh, she's in her grad school right now. So be going through some team changes, hiring new companies to help take care of our podcast, which kind of delayed some of our process in creating them, editing and transcribing and all the effort that goes into producing these episodes. We're finally getting back into the mode of things and we're trying to keep the pace of once a week to once to every other week. But I just wanted to be transparent there with everyone with these changes over the last 30 days. But we're going into a rhythm going into 2022, and I appreciate y'all's patience with this. I'm excited to be back and excited to dive on into today's topic. So really to understand why we're talking about this today is after 12 years of doing this and working with a variety of different affiliates, those who have products, those who are creating products, the number one commonality that I see across the board is that those who are struggling or maybe having issues with conversions or maybe their team is spread thin, or there just isn't a lot of growth. A lot of the reason behind that is because they're really focusing on too many aspects of the business. And a lot of the times they're not focusing on the things that are driving the most amount of revenue. So anytime I'm brought into a company and they're asking, okay, Frank, here's everything that's going on. 
what do you recommend we do? And my best advice is really to just focus on the one singular product. A lot of people have like a $9 product, a $97 product, a $297 a 497, a thousand, a 1500, 3000, a 5000. It's just a huge catalog of products, which it's not bad to have if you have a sales team or you have other ways to position these products to your community or your buyers. But a lot of the times you need quite a large team to manage this many different products and funnels. So the idea here is just to really look at your numbers, which product or which funnel is currently bringing in the most amount of revenue. And the idea behind here is that there isn't any need, especially if you're starting out, to try and grow two to three different products right out of the gate. This is definitely gonna pull your attention away. So I want you to ask yourself, with that singular product that's doing the best for you right now, or maybe this is the one product you're about to release, what currently can you improve to increase the success rates or results for your buyer. Now we kind of talk about one of the books out there that a lot of our info marketers are reading right now, Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offer. And it's all about designing an offer that eliminates all the objections of your buyers and then helps them accomplish everything that you tend to promise them when they buy. And we try to really go above and beyond here. So I guess another way of asking this question is, have you thought about areas of your business or areas of your product where you could potentially go above and beyond? Obviously, we're gonna to try to make sure the pricing of it is associated with the time involved, but just from a very simple level, how can you go above and beyond? A lot of the times people just create education, throw in some documents, some scripts, some templates, and then they say, that's a thousand bucks, it's good enough, it's what everybody else is doing. And although that might've worked a few years ago, that's changing quite, quickly in our space now. With all the products, the speed of people throwing things out there, the amount of money that's being tossed into ads, getting in front of your competitive offers, getting in front of your audience, you really have to start thinking about how can I separate myself from everybody else? How can I create something that really stands out above not only my competitors, but with ads or when I communicate or get in front of my audience? So are there areas that you could improve, like support? I know that's a big thing for a lot of people, customer support, pay for it, you have email support, you have phone support, and try to bundle support in a way where you're getting some extra bonus value. Well, taking care of your customers shouldn't be an added thing you need to pay for. I think it's just something that you should include if you're just trying to create a good user and customer experience. So that's another area you should also be focusing on in this one product. So the whole purpose of step one is what are all the things that we're currently doing with our best product and our other areas that we can just simply make better. And I think what you're going to end up finding is that there are going to be maybe two to three essential areas. They're going to make your existing buyers incredibly happy and going to stick with you longer and buy more product from you. Or the other reason is that because you have such high success rates, you're going to organically end up just sending more, you're going to create more buyers this way. And we're going to talk a little bit about that across another step, okay? Now let's go ahead and dive into step two. So step one is focusing on that one product that is producing the best results for you and your students or clients and going deeper into those processes. Step two is don't get stuck in the details. We call this creation paralysis. 
And I've dealt with this a lot. I've had a client who has been working on one course now for the past year and a half. If any experience creating any type of real estate courses, people can do it within 30 days, sometimes within the week, depending on how big your team is, where your experience level is. But this guy's been doing about a year and a half. He's been in the business now for about 30 years. This is not his first rodeo but he's constantly comparing it to other products, you know, the ones that are out there that do or don't have certain things and constantly modifying and changing it and never just putting it out there to test and see how it does. Now, the caveat here is that as long as you're addressing the core objections that your buyers typically face around the topic that you teach or trying to solve some type of problem, then you should be in a pretty good shape when it comes to how much more effort you need to be putting to your product. So if your product covers all the problems and you're creating sales, then you're good to go. Stop messing with it, then just dial in your ads and your marketing for the product. And at a certain point, then change little things here and there to see if you can slightly improve the numbers. But don't get stuck in the details. Well, how about this? What if I add this? Or what if I change the price and drive some urgency and do it this way? Actually, I've been thinking about it more. I'm gonna change this slide and move it here. I'm actually gonna do an earlier call. Like, I've seen this happen time and time again with affiliates and it just drives me insane because you're getting in your own way. So you have to decide perfect versus good enough. And you really need to find that balance. I know some of you OCD people out there, it's like, it has to be perfect. Like, you know, I'm putting my name on it, my brand on it, and I get it. And there's that perception of perfect graphically. It looks great. Everything is easy to use but there are gonna be still some areas that you're gonna to need to improve. So don't spend the time to try to perfect those small areas before you even get the product out there, right? So if we had to compromise, find a level between perfect and good enough, I'm definitely a good enough type, right? As long as everything is functioning correctly, it's not breaking, it's fulfilling on the orders, the money's getting through, our support tickets are kicking off. There's minor things here and there that maybe add some type of inconvenience to my buyers. As long as you're transparent with it and letting them know, hey, we're getting on this, we're fixing it, you're good to go. Um, as long as there's not too many problems, you're good to go. But always, you can always improve the process as you go. And the bottom line is you don't know what you don't know, right? And that way, at least me getting it out there I can depend on the market to kind of tell me what direction I need to go first. If I'm having issues or there's a bottleneck with my support, I'm gonna put a lot of my attention there to get that addressed as quick as possible. And then the next thing is maybe delays in, uh, or maybe there's something wrong with my education where people always submit a ticket. It's like, hey, I'm a little bit confused about this thing. So I'll create a new training module, update that, and then notify all the buyers that this has been fixed. And a lot of times people aren't gonna get upset with you if you're, if you listen to them and you immediately apply the changes, right? It's the delay in response, it's the nonchalant customer support. That's the stuff that creates concern and anxiety with your buyers. So as long as you have fast response rate, your support's dialed in, you should be able to navigate this even if your product isn't perfect. Now I wanna be absolutely clear here, I did not say just to release some garbage product with all these problems just to create some sales to fix it later. That does create a crappy buyer slash user experience. So at least get to a certain benchmark. And again, as I said before, is a product and a presentation that addresses all the objections. And then from there, improve where you can. Now let's talk about step three real fast, okay? Step three is really just dialing your process and your funnels. 
And I would say from a fundamental view, this is the one thing that most affiliates just aren't spending enough time on before they create more products. And what I mean by that is they create a product, they sell it, and while they're fixing this one, they create another product and they release it. And then this one has issues, so they're trying to fix this product as well. And they're just creating a cascade of just issues for their team that need to be constantly fixed. And this is where bottlenecks happen on your team. Support issues, oh, we have to delay the product. We need our development team to pull away from this project to fix this issue. So it can cascade and become more of a bigger problem if you don't focus on this from the foundational level. So by starting with one singular product and then focusing on dialing in those processes, those campaigns, those funnels, you're really teaching yourself a few things, right? What is and what isn't working, how to duplicate this process for your next offer, but that as well as maximizing every single dollar you're spending on advertising, as well as the traffic from affiliate. The best way I explain to people this is when you create offers or you're spending money, you're looking at KPIs, metrics, and conversions. And the bottom line is, is that if you're not dialing in your processes, you're setting your money on fire, right? Like a dumpster, a dumpster fire, just throwing it into a trash and pulling it at a small percentage of your spend, or you're wasting affiliate traffic, which is costing them and you sale. And what blows my mind is that till this day, because we're so fast moving that this metric is ignored by a lot of affiliates. So the software we use for our webinars is EverWebinar. And I always base things off of like 100 people, like an example, if it's 100 people attended and we have 100 people clicked, we had 30 people who registered, that's 30 people. Our 30% registrations, that's 30 people. And at 5% conversion, that comes to be 1.5, let's just round up, that's two sales. So at 100 clicks, based on 30% registrations, you're gonna get five, two sales. But if you get 20% conversions, that's only a 10% difference, that's one sale versus two. So by just 10% difference in your registrations, you can double your sales. And that has a cascading effect as well. So if we're constantly at 20% and working with a, affiliates across the entire year, we're essentially missing out on that one sale every affiliate for every 100 clicks that we get. So these are the things that are overlooked when there are just too many products you're focusing on. Especially if you have a small team, you're spending money in all these areas, traffic's coming in in all directions, sales, customer support, all these things are constantly getting buried under. It's very, 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 very difficult to scale or improve on processes when you just have so many irons in the fire. So by dialing in one process, you're able to really replicate what's working with this with other products. It's gonna save you a lot of time. So let's keep going here. Let me take a look at my notes here. Oh, that's another thing too is, this is one skill set I used to work with other people is, are you mind mapping out the customer journey and experience? A lot of times we just slap some follow-up campaigns there, throw some replay link, some urgency emails, and then we're done because we were told that's what we were supposed to do. Or we buy a system where we can use all their templates and we plug it in and, that, and we're done. But we've never really sat down to see what does it feel like to be a customer of mine to go through this process? Is this something that I wanna to continue to use moving forward? Does it make them feel good or wanna be a part of my community? These are the things that most people don't think about. They think, okay, this is marketing, sales, you know, very binary, one, zero, one, zero, send out email, create sales. And it prevents them from really thinking about the experience. So start thinking about that more 
because that bleeds into two areas of your business, community and culture, community and culture. Speaking to them in a way that doesn't treat them like they're stupid or they're just another number in your list just spending money with you. Connect with them in a different way and the only way you're gonna really know is by really looking at the flow of your campaigns. Some people spend out 30, 40 emails across the span of 30 days. Would you like to receive that many emails? That may work for them, but if that is not your brand, your culture, change it, okay? Change it. Next is, have you closed all the open loops in your funnels? So a lot of the times when people use YouTube videos or email campaigns or special promotions, they drive traffic to a specific place once they opt in. If they don't buy, it typically stops there. And you're spending money to get people to put their information in with, to, with the ultimate purpose is to get them to buy something, buy something. So my job a lot of times is to go through review campaigns and figure out where are these loops that are not closed yet? Or are there ways that we can extend the loop to further drive sales? And we have things that we call offer cyclers, meaning after maybe two to four weeks within our system, they've seen everything we can put in front of them and they just didn't buy yet because maybe what we have is not something they need or want then what we would do is tag them into a, a offer cycler with other affiliate products that they get dripped into related to maybe what they initially showed interest in, wholesaling, software, whatever that is, but that stretches out the sales cycle. A lot of people, some people are doing this right now and it's really, really smart. A lot of people are not. So are you closing the loops to all of your campaigns? And a lot of the times, again, if it's one product, you create the follow-up campaigns and close the loops and are thoughtful of the process, you can simply duplicate that and then rinse and repeat with just plugging in another product, changing up the copy and things like that. But at least you have the overall template that you know relatively works well for you. Next is, are you, some other things you can do is a sales team. A lot of my clients were in very bootstrap teams, maybe a developer, a VA, an executive assistant, and that's it. A lot of them are considering bringing on a salesperson or trying to create an in-house sales team of two to three people. It is a difficult thing, training and finding the right people. But once you, a lot of times these small businesses only need just one person, one trained up person, a full-time salesperson, and again, if all they're selling is one product, it's great. And as I mentioned before, those who have a catalog of products, that is ammunition for your sales team to use once they're on the phone. That's fine, that's fine. And that just gives them more opportunity to sell, to make more money, and that just keeps them happy. And it's a lot of times if you just have one product, you're struggling with traffic, you're not getting a lot of attention or a lot of attention to your salesperson, a lot of times they'll leave or they're just not able to make enough just due to the low traffic. So that is a constant balance that you're dealing with. But if you do have a converting offer and you're looking to really crank things up on the ad side or the traffic side, then a salesperson will be one of the best hires that you can have for your business. These are the people who just follow up with your attendee non-buyers, your affiliate non-buyers, anywhere tra where traffic comes in, they leave their information, but don't buy something, boom. A salesperson can recapture anywhere between 20 to 30% additional sales for you. That is huge, that is huge. And that's another metrics that's missed because, well, just for my client base alone, not a lot of them have a sales team or a sales person. A lot of the times we will default to our affiliate sales team and that's typically what I look for or ask for when I work with anybody. Hey, do you have a sales team? If it's yet, yeah, it's usually a bonus 
It just adds an extra layer of potential opportunity to close. So think about that. If there's a way for it to integrate a sales process or a lot of times people use like Podio or some type of tagging system to manage their team. Attend to the webinar, we upload them in. The sales team a lot of times will help you recapture these sales. So make sure you consider this as an option if you haven't already. If you need some help with that, definitely reach out to us, right? And then monitoring and testing. So once these funnels are set up and they start working, a lot of times people will just forget to check in here and there. The good companies that I've worked with will have weekly KPI meetings where they are always keeping their finger on the pulse with this. Other people, is once they said it, they may not address this for another three, six, even 12 months. As long as sales are coming in, they don't really pay attention to the minor details when it comes to conversions, overall traffic, dips, growth, things like that. Of course, you'd be surprised, right? As if you're spending money on ads, wouldn't you want to be paying attention to where every dollar coming in and out is? Of course. But again, depending on the size of your ad spend, not everybody pays attention to this. My advice to you is constantly monitoring and testing. This gives you opportunity to always be improving your conversions. That's a good thing. This gives you a foundation to launch other products off of. So start thinking like that. It's a headache sometimes, it can be annoying sometimes, it can be exhausting and even discouraging. But when you find that winning formula, it's a matter of just literally changing the currency and bringing your printer machine to different, like created a printing machine that works, let's move it into another thing and print t-shirts with it now, like winning t-shirts, winning ads, winning this, winning that, it's the same kind of concept. All right, let's moving on to step four. I won't spend too much time on this, this is just, pretty simple, which is test, 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 okay? Don't make the mistake of just finishing your product or creating a new product, thinking that, hey, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Even if you've created this off the back of a producing or converting offer, you still need to test it. If you have a few buddies who are willing to test the offer knowing it's new, great. But it's not a time for you to just reach out to everybody. Hey, I have an offer. I did it off my other offer. It's gonna be awesome, trust me. And then it bombs. It's just gonna make you look like an idiot and then really hurt the relationships that you've really leaned on for that favor. So like all products, regardless if it's a template or not, is to buy traffic, test it, and use smaller affiliate traffic. And if you need to, get even creative with it. But what I mean by that is if people aren't willing to send you traffic or you're able to buy traffic, ask, start talking to affiliates and just ask a simple question. How can we work together? What's the one way that I can get this to your list? What can I do for you? And that opens up a lot more opportunity for you. But test, 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 and then scale after you've gotten the numbers dialed in, all right? Step number five. This is kind of a culmination of everything that we've talked about before, which is model and then create the new. So really, this opportunity is, I would say the span of creating the product, testing it, and feeling like pretty confident in its results, three to six months. Six months is a healthy window of time to let you know if your offer is a converting offer or not. Right out of the gate, you can tell if you have zero sales, you put all, if you made all these changes and testing a lot of things, still getting zero sales, you can figure that out within three months. But if you're really kind of fluctuating your conversions, like sales conversions, webinar conversions between you know three to 6%, and you're trying to dial processes in, then really what you're trying to figure out here is what has changed from the previous to the new. And what I mean by that is when you create new products using the existing formula, the one that did work for you, and you're not converting, what has changed? Is it the product? And that's why it's really important to dial in certain processes. 
Let's talk really quick again about this final step here that I wanna to talk to you guys about is pretty much a culmination of everything we talked about, which is model and then create new. So everything that we've talked to, let's go ahead and talk about step five, okay? This is a culmination of everything that we've talked about, which is pretty much modeling what it's worked before you create something new, right? So everything up to this point it could take anywhere between three to six months, okay? Now, if your offer comes out, it's bombing, you're testing, you're adjusting, and it still bombs, then more than likely it's your offer and you gotta fix it. But it typically takes about six months to fully get a clear picture on your offer, to dial in conversions before you can move on to a new product. If you're creating new products every month, every two months, and you're not seeing the results you have, slow down, okay? But I would say three to six months is a healthy window. But learn from what you have done through this entire process. Document it and then design your next one using this exact same template. That if conversions are not there, then you at least have certain benchmarks you can look at. Is it the traffic? Is it the follow-up? Is it my messaging? Is it the offer? But at least you know the template works. And you could focus on other areas of your new product to figure out why or why is it converting before you create your next one. But the idea here is that there's no point reinventing the wheel. This is something that is so simple, yet so many people forget is when they want to come, when they have this aha moment with a product, they try to go way wide, way wide, and it doesn't convert and then they have too many variables they have to kind of, I guess, unravel to figure out why conversions weren't there. But if you stay narrow and stay within what has worked and just slightly change in science, you have your constants and then you just make slightly ch small changes here and then test those variables. This is the exact same thing, but at least we're creating that initial constant. Why would you create a brand new a product starting with a variable rather than your constant is what I mean. So the things that you can test that really could add, you know, a percentage to your revenue, even five, 10, 15% to your bottom line are simple things like order bumps. So I have a process that works. I drop a new product in. Now I want to test an order bump, right? These are those like $10 to $20. Hey, get a book, get a shirt, get some kind of cool little extra bonus mini course at, on the order form. Another way is upsells, testing upsells, and then testing in downsells. You also have cross-selling. You can even try testing things where people buy a product and you directly put them into an application process to a high ticket sale. The worst thing that can happen to some of these things is they don't work. The best thing that can happen is that you start increasing your amount of monthly revenue through these small little variable checks. So the bottom line here is to not always try to reset the process each time you create a new product. Oh, let's try this. I don't see this existing yet. But you got to think if you're new to this space and you don't see a product like they're out there, there's a very good chance that someone has either tried and it didn't work. And then in that case, you should at least do the research and figure out why that product didn't work. Oh, maybe they spent too much money or time in areas and that's not what I want to do. Here's how I'll improve it or Maybe you already have a team that's a lot more affordable that can do the things that maybe the person who tried before you failed at. But the bottom line is, is don't let your pride get in the way and be like, well, I'm different. I can make it work. Because there are people in our space who have spent tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to create ideas, software, services, coaching, over-promising, under-living. You know, in the past 12 years, we have seen people come and go. 
And those who have left are those who had that pride and those blinders on thinking that they can come in, disrupt, change all these other different things. And then when they can't get sales and have set their money on fire, there's no way to continue in this business. So a lot of the times I try to advise to my clients, if you really want to survive, especially the first six to 12 months, you don't want to have a bad taste in your mouth, dealing with affiliates, dealing with accounting, having support problems, having refund issues. This is the initial formula that I would walk anybody through. I would say, how wide are you right now and where can we go narrow? Once we go narrow, that is my 90-day focus for the next three months. And our whole job here is to dial in that process because I know that if I can increase conversions or improve sales, improve follow-up, your campaigns, your customer experience, I'll improve your sales by at least 10% to 20%. That I feel very, at a minimum, 10%. And that's just noticeable in your monthly numbers with the things that I put my hands on. That's it. And you'll notice these things, these things too as you start to go narrow just for the next 90 days. So that's my challenge to you is if you're listening to this now and you have a lot of products going on, you just feel overwhelmed, push pause, connect with your team, and maybe just find the top one to three products that your core team can focus on. The other ones are just more about maintenance, okay? Maintenance, if you wanna retire or archive them, great. But just focus on the top one to three and then reach out to me. Let me know if this worked out for you. If you saw some improvements, I would just love to know. And then for those of you who are creating new products, start here, start with that one product and test it, follow this process. And I promise you, it's gonna be a lot more fun when it comes to creating products and generating revenue. So I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This is something that I'm always passionate about talking about. I think it's incredible. We honestly need more products in our space. We need to impact more lives. And I truly believe that if we really put a lot more thought behind the creation of these products, not only are we gonna create more success stories, it'll pretty much guaranteed cascade into more organic sales for you. That's just the bottom line. The more success stories you create, yet the more people you got talking about your products and how great they are, the more people who are gonna be looking for you and buying your products and referral business. And it's a really exciting thing to see once we start building that momentum for our clients. So again, go out there guys, make an impact in your communities, really start to like put a lot of effort and thought behind your products. And I promise you, It'll make a such bigger difference in your business than spending 10, 20, $30,000 every month and ignoring these processes. So I promise if you're already spending these monies, focus on these areas and it'll make every dollar you spend that much more increase your ROI. Let's just use some terminology there. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Feel free to leave us a five-star review if you guys enjoyed today's episode. The most important thing that I would appreciate is if you guys could subscribe to the podcast and leave us some reviews and share this with anybody you feel would be benefiting from this content. My goal here is to really treat each of these sessions like a training session or a session that I would have with a client on a discovery call. So looking forward to bringing on some other guests in the affiliate space, management, products, and services so we can start learning more about our industry how they navigate the space, the type of partnerships they look for, and hopefully we can make some connections through this podcast and kind of share those stories once they arise. So thank you guys so much. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care and bye-bye.